The following is a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada. Welcome to the Benny and Bo Show with your hosts, Ben Hebert and Bo Levi Mitchell. All right. Welcome, welcome to the 11th episode of the Benny and Bo Show. I'm Bo. He's Benny, man. We are back. Glad to be back. We have an awesome guest today. We have some amazing stuff. Brought to you by DraftKings, by the way, our great friends. Um, we have some amazing stuff going on in sports right now. What do you want to talk about first? We got good vibes week on the, the big show this week. Our man picked <laughs> up a dub. Yeah. They yeah, are coming yeah. off a fresh dub. We got so much stuff going on. I'm super pumped to have your ex-teammate Alex Singleton join us later in the show. But first, we're, it is good vibes week, but we're starting with a little bit of a somber vibe because we need to touch on the Toronto Blue Jays. Somber, yeah, somber for you, for they, sure. Yeah, for, you, for, <laughs> for me and all of Canada. I told you, they're Canada's team when they roll. Yesterday, the Jays lose out on the playoffs by one game. Red Sox, Yankees, both win the last days. Knock out the Jays. Here's what I want. It's not, it's not a somber story about the Jays. It's somber about the MLB. For me, last year, COVID's in, in place. They let 16 teams in to the Major League Baseball playoffs. It's more exciting, maybe more opportunity to win. It's not always Yankees, Rays, all the big budget teams that have a chance at the playoffs. It feels a bit more like the CFL where we let six of the nine teams into the playoffs. What? Hey, it's better. <laughs> it's actually, you know what? There, there's more eyes on baseball when more teams are in, mm -hmm. if you can include more fan bases. So I'm rattled. I'm a little bit of a sour fan right now, but they're 20 games over 500. They're steaming. I'm also a bit ticked that they had to play half their season in Buffalo. They didn't get a full season. Anyways, shout out to the Jays. They're young. They're hot. They're steaming. I'm just kind of praying that they can keep uh, the, the good young core together because they had such a good year. You know, guys are going to want to get paid. Yeah, yeah I mean, I did, I did see him talking about it today uh, on TV, and it was, hey, man, you know what? We won 91 games. We had to play. We had to pick up, move our stuff to multiple different stadiums. It's not a good vibe for ourselves when we have to do that. You can see how we played as soon as we got back into the stadium, playing in front of our fans that love us, that we love as well. Um, yeah, man. So I think I think I, you're right. They're going to be a team to be reckoned with here for a while. And and going forward, I'd love to see Major League Baseball let 16 teams back in the playoffs rather than it, it, they let in 10, but then the one team's out like one wild card game in. Yeah, I just don't the, love the it. One, the one play in game. Yeah. Moving on from my sour baseball talk, let's get now, into the good get stuff. Get back to the hype vibes. <laughs> Big Bo picked up a win against uh, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Good football team. They are, man. They've been playing well. Um, I will say it was it was an amazing win. I thought the entire team played awesome. Um, you know, it was funny, man. And, and it kind of happened all in one day. So we have a day one, day two, day three of practice. Day three of practice, man. Uh, one one of our guys, Moxie. He's a field corner. He uh, he's at, he's the one that had to pick there at the end of the game. Yeah, had a pick. great game. Got even the player of the game. Um, all he all he's always that trash talker, right? In practice, like, yo, Bo, you're throwing a pick. I haven't seen you in practice in a while. Can't. I'm so I'm so glad you're back. We're getting picks in practice finally. Um, and defense always does such a good job of talking trash to kind of like motivate themselves during practice, right? Like you have to. So you, defense you, do. I mean, shoot, you practice a lot. That's right. They kicked our tails in no huddle. Right, Dave said, hey, we got three points. Sorry, you're down by one. You got three down football. You get to go for it every third down. Uh, and they had us off the field in three plays. So we were all ticked. We, we scored. And then we, we go down and do some green zone stuff. And we score on them all three plays. And our O-lineman, you can't bring Williams. You can. He's like, every time we score, he's like, nah, nah, nah. They're celebrating us. We're celebrating on them. So every time we scored, everybody in offense runs over there, is jumping around. And I thought it brought this different kind of moxie or energy to ourselves of like, man, we, we, we need to celebrate these small wins. Like we understand we're two and five, um, but it's time to celebrate some of these small, big, big plays for us. And uh, I think that brought that same kind of energy to me to the sideline. And I felt it all game from the very start, special teams, offense, defense. 
we score. Dave challenged us to score on the first drive of the game. We go out there and do that. Uh, we got two young guys come in, both scored touchdowns, and um, it was awesome, man. Moxie, the guy that brought the energy, gets to get the game-winning pick out there. Um, and it was nice, man. We said we wanted to frustrate him. You saw Cody's post-game interview, man. He was frustrated. Oh, yeah, he rattled, he rattled city. Wasn't happy. Michael was trying to fight us in the uh, – Michael, my old teammate, um, Michael Johnson over there, uh, was trying to fight us in the victory formation. We're taking a knee over there. So, yeah, it's different, man. I don't know if you've ever had to play somebody like back-to-back so many times so quickly. You're gonna have it's definitely to, you're, different. You're getting them three times in a row. You get them in Sasky this week and then back in Calgary again, right? Yeah, so we go we go into Sas and we play BC and then we come back here. Um, it's a different vibe, man. But when you're looking at the schedule, like we're two and five, they're five and two. We beat them now. They're five and three. We're three and five. We've got a chance to almost like even the score and get to five and five, five and five. We can go take all three. Now that, that's tough. That's, it's, oh, yeah. hard, it's hard to beat a team twice especially, in the season, especially going into that barn where you're going to be going next weekend. Oh yeah, yeah. You're Mosaic gonna be sick. Silent okay. cadence. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna. Everybody there hates me. I, I should sell some T-shirt that says "Both Sush" or something. <laughs> Try to do the Brian Bosworth. Go out there and make some money. I was at the game Saturday night. I was actually with like half Stamp fans, half Rider fans, because I'm from Saskatchewan. We all went to Group 16. That was amazing. If anybody out there is wondering if uh, podcast marketing works, I'm in line first quarter to grab a 40 Creek. Our favorite, our sponsor, friends of the show here. This guy comes up to me in line. He goes, Benny. From the Benny and Bo show. I'm like, hey, Somebody recognized you at the game oh, as dude. a member of the Benny and Bo show? Yeah, not even the curler, just of the Benny and Bo show. I'm like, oh, <laughs> God damn, okay. So he goes, uh, are you in line getting ready to drink one of your sponsored whiskeys? I said, as a matter of fact, yes, I am. So I got, now here's the thing there. You can only get two drinks at a time. Obviously responsible. Everybody drink responsibly. I grabbed two for myself, but I picked one up for the nice fellow and let him sample. It was actually double barrel. It wasn't Fox Heart, but it was still amazing. I got to enjoy the game, but check these guys out, 40 Creek. Unreal stuff. They sell it Ooh. at McMahon Stadium. I have to pour one up here a little bit later. There, I like that. There man. you go. There's the there's the noise bite. But so you're going into Mosaic. You got to take them down a couple more times. Get back in. It boys are feeling good. I was at the stadium. Good vibes by the fans too. Everyone seemed jacked. I think that even the crowd felt a bit of bit of urgency, and it was a great yeah. win. Love yeah, it, man. I will give a shout out to our local guy Pat Steinberg. He's the only guy here that picked us to win the game. Oh yeah, and that's tough to do, man. When they're five and two, we lost. You know, Kamar Jordan. We lost Huff, our, our other receiver. Uh, they were not picking us to win that game. I understand it, but uh, glad we got there and got the dub, man. Hey, but yeah, you picked yourself up a little win. I got to go out there and watch you get get uh, get one on the ice. That was fun. That was good. Yeah, no uh, start start of the year. We we finally fired up the curling season. Small little local event, but we had some good teams. Couple teams from Scotland. Uh, defending Canadian champ Brendan Botcher was there. A uh, really good team from uh, Korea was there. The Netherlands team was there. So played some good teams. You know, we have to dust off a little bit of rust. It's been a while for us, but we picked up the dub, picked up a little little uh, fun cash from the weekend and get those good vibes going early in the season. Whenever you like, you know how it is, right? When you're winning, feel good. confident, feel, good. feel nice. Feel confident. So we're going uh, off to Swift Current this weekend to play again, big tournament. And yeah, we're feeling good heading in. Man, so our buddy Devo hits us up, hits me up. He's like, hey man, Benny's, Benny's playing at three o'clock. You want to head out there? And I had the day off and I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. Let's get out there. So I think I'm walking to this big pro event, right? Small little place. <laughs> I walk in and on the ice, they got, they got I think six or eight six sheets, sheets of ice, yeah. six sheets of ice there. Um, I see Benny's neighbor, our golf buddy, Miles, on the ice. And I'm like, yo, what is going on here? So as soon as Benny comes off the ice, I ask him about it. And you got to tell him the story. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, our World Curling Tour events, anybody can play. I mean, it goes by so world. So I could buy a team and, and get in there if I wanted to. Well, unless the, if, there was, if there was top world-ranked teams that wanted in, no, they'd kick your ass out of there quick. Yeah. But if they're looking for a team just to fill the spiel, sometimes they like give a, a sponsor invite to a junior team or a local oh, club cool, yeah. championship team, whatever. But when we had this event scheduled, Curling Canada decided to put this big uh, Olympic qualifier thing on the same weekend. So we lost like eight teams. So we're like, well, we need one more to fill it to get to 16. 
So I call one of my sponsors and my neighbor, Miles Emmerker, and he's a kind of a club curler and he's a sponsor of mine at Canadian Angus. And he says, uh, I said, Hey Miles, you can come in this event. I can get you three good local curlers here in Calgary. You can play some of the best teams. He's like, Oh man. He, he goes, well, it's kind of like you being able to pay to play in the NHL or, or pay to play uh, with Tiger Woods. I'm like, I would do it. He goes, I'm doing it. He plays Brendan Botcher first game. One of the best teams <laughs> in the world. And Botch Dog had to draw the button to beat him. This was amazing. Yeah. So he, he would have liked to take that win, but uh, shout out to Miles and the Okotoks Curling Club for, for hosting a good event. It was a good way to kick off the season. I might have to like, if this ever happens again, hit me up. All right. Because I'm going to buy into the tournament. It's going to be a Calgary Stampeder team. I'm going to bring three O linemen out there. And That'd we're be, just going to, every time y'all throw a rock, we're just going to throw it as hard as we can and try to mess everything up. That would be a bad scene, but I would love to see it. I'm going to get you on the ice this winter for sure. What did you, uh, what were your thoughts about the Ryder Cup? I know you got to, you got to watch a little bit of it. You played that weekend, but I was pretty dialed. I was way off on my, my yeah. pick of taking Europe. What'd you see? What'd you like? what you didn't like? Man, passion. I loved, I, I, I love to see that this event matters to them. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's what I saw. Like when I watched the NBA, you know, all-star game, MLB All-Star is a little bit different. NFL All-Star game, nobody's out there tackling. You don't want to hurt anybody else. You know what I mean? But that's the nice thing about these individual sports. It's like you can go out there and give everything you have, and, and it truly means something. I know this isn't an All-Star event here or per se, but just you know, Team USA, Team Europe, watching this together, like you just saw the passion out of it. Like, I loved it. I, I thought it was amazing to watch. Um, definitely one of the most fun events to watch all year. And obviously, Brooks, Bryson, Buddy, Buddy. Yeah, it was good. That was weird. Like I did, still I, good. I kind of wanted it to go the other way. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. You, know, you want to see the train wreck? I did. I, I did want to see it. But uh, what do you think? Well, I thought that uh, the Americans losing the last few events, and it hurts me to say because I love Tiger, I love Phil, and you love watching America lose. Well, everybody does. <laughs> but like you see, uh, you see the guys that have lost so much in the past be removed from it. Maybe they had that negative energy or just the constant losing of that event, or or, or the or you know the give a shit of actually doing it or not. Yeah. I'm not, I think they had six rookies come in this year and you don't know what you don't know. Maybe they're naive or they're just really, really good or they're super patriotic and they really wanted to take kind of like what Europe took out of the last, however many, I think Europe had won like maybe five out of the last seven Ryder Cups with a roster, not even close to as good as the American team. So I thought that was amazing to see the Americans actually care when it wasn't all about the money and pride and their, their, their roster was ridiculous, totally stacked. But I will say... I still do think when you saw afterwards, like the Europeans crying, Rory McIlroy crying, saying how uh, how much it meant to him to play in that event and for his young guys to lean on him and how important it was. And he actually called it the best event ever. You know, it's spe- it's special to watch that on TV. And I mean, I can't wait for the well, next that's what one. I'm saying you, you see Rory crying. You see Tiger come in, the impact of Tiger coming in, like walking out. Right. I don't know if you saw it. And I don't know if it's maybe super appropriate to say, but what Tiger told the USA team, they're up, I think, like nine two. He goes in there. He said, "Step on their necks and finish this, finish this thing." Yeah, no doubt. You know what I mean? Like, sounds like Tiger's it, but, but it just it just means like it shows like, dude, people care. Yeah, it's like good. they they want to say, "Hey, we're better than y'all," and they are. And I think because they've been proven wrong the last little while, they needed to step one up and win. And now it makes it a good. Hey, it's only uh, it's only competitive. It's only a big uh, rivalry if if uh, both teams win a little bit. There's usually not a rivalry if the same team wins all the time. So it was great to see that. Um, another thing. My favorite thing, actually, the last couple weeks, last three weeks I've been watching, I know we've been talking about it off the show, but uh, these new broadcasts that ESPN have put out with, uh, with Peyton and Eli. Oh, man. I- I've loved them. It's been, oh, dude, me too. It's been super entertaining, super cool. I think, I think like breath of fresh air, something new, something fun, something completely different than watching, you know, and hey, by the way, love Chris Collinsworth, love Al Michaels. They're great. But, but yeah. having Peyton and Eli dive into the game like it's that. Just, it's just not, it's different, right? 
it's it's fun it gives you something a different way to listen to the game a different perspective what it does honestly what it does is it takes it has taken tony romo and what he does and it gives these guys other guys a chance to do it and be a little more entertaining with it you know because now he's under contract he's on cbs he can't say some of the things he'd probably love to say sure but peyton and eli can't yeah, you need the right personalities. Well, I mean, they, they, Peyton, they, get to, they get to interview Pat McAfee while they're doing it. Like when Pat McAfee came on, like he's the best. Oh, it was gold. It was amazing to watch. Charles, like, Charles Barkley. Yeah, he, I thought he was brutal. I thought, <laughs> I thought Favre. Like when Favre came on, Favre seemed so old to me. You know, he kind of like had like the glad, like did like the. Can you guys hear me? Like he's like looking at the wrong camera kind of thing. Like our it's boss, fun. It's LeBron James, came on. That was amazing. That was good. How about Gronk when Gronk came on and said, "I don't." What did he say? I don't watch film. Yeah. That he said, I just go out and play. Yeah. That's pretty And then after, I had to like tell everybody, no, guys, I watch a lot of film, I promise you. Yeah. I was just messing but around. It, but it is great. It gives people things like, okay, let me ask you, like, if, if, if TSN said, hey, uh, you know, Benny, Bo, we'd love for you guys to do this for the Monday night game. You know what I mean? Like, how yeah. awesome would it be for you to have the ability to kind of like talk trash about what's going on? Like, I can't believe this. And I can sit there and talk X's and O's of football. And we can bring on other people from the Canadian sports world and talk football, talk what's going on. It would be entertaining, but it would be as entertaining as Eli and Peyton. Probably not. I mean, you need the right people to do it. Obviously, Peyton and Eli have that aura about them of who they are and how much they've won for their opinion really, really to matter. Obviously, they can get any guests they want. I think it's a niche market, but I don't think it's just going to be used in the NFL. I think you're going to see the CFL probably do it. I mean, in sports that aren't fast pace, baseball, certainly curling, my sport, Golf. Golf. Like, could They're you imagine? Big market for those sports like that. Absolutely. You know, hockey, football, it's fast paced. Guys are getting killed. There's energy, electricity all the time. But in slower space port or sports where you could have some good conversation and good, good dialogue throughout the show and good storytelling, I think it could be amazing. You know, like you say, game of the week. Yes. You know, it's, it's not an every game thing, but to have those guys on there doing a good job and listen to those stories. I love it. I think for maybe your typical sports fan, they might want the play-by-play. I don't need yeah. the play-by-play. If TSN is listening, which you should be, this is your this is part of your uh, your 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 <laughs> host of shows here. Um, you got TSN one, two, three, four, five. Like I want to be able to go on there and see like, okay, here's the regular broadcast of the game. If I want to listen to Chris Collinsworth and those guys, I can't. I want to be able to watch Peyton Eli. You know, yeah. I want to be able to watch Bob Minery. You know, like talk trash the whole time. R rated. Yeah, like just fun. Like you know what I mean. Like there should be all these different options. Like game of the week. Like who you want? Some comedians. Uh, you know, Bert Kreischer. Sure. All these guys. Like just watch it for fun. I think there's a great entertainment. There's a niche market there. It's definitely niche. Um, yeah, I saw the numbers today. I actually did a little research. I know you love yeah. when I do my research. Yeah. So so Peyton and Eli's last game, they did 1.9 million viewers, which is a lot. That's a, that is a lot. And the the, the main channel did 11.9. So you know they're about nine, ten times more, but. But I would but say it's their third week. Okay, what about compared to like we did you see the weeks before? Like are the numbers climbing? Yeah, they're climbing. So they did eight hundred thousand the first week, one point five the second week, and almost two million the third week. Okay. So I mean th- I think that goes to show because the first week I didn't even know about it. Yeah. I, I had to have people tell me it happened. Yeah. So then the second week I didn't even know when to catch it. My buddy hit me up and he's like, Hey, you've got to watch it. So then I finally watched it and I was like, This is gold. I love this. I watched Peyton and Eli actually talk about how they said, Listen, we don't know what we're doing. We're learning as we go. We hope this thing gets better. And I was like, Oh, that kind of reminds me like a podcast that I'm on. I mean, you were like, we don't know what we're doing. We're trying to learn, make every single show better. They're doing the same thing. They're getting guests. They're chasing people. They're talking about ways to make the show better. I think it's only going to get better. And I'm super happy ESPN, uh, you know, took out a little bit of risk on that to, to put some trust in Eli and Peyton because it's been amazing. Okay. So talking about the broadcasting, the game last, uh, or sorry, the game, sorry, Sunday, Sunday night. night, Sunday night, um, Tom versus Bill. It's all about Tom coming back into New England Gillette Stadium. Uh, it was the third most 
bet game I saw on that. DraftKings history. Okay, outside of the AFC Championship last year and the Super Bowl last year. So, did you bet it? Yes, I did too. Yeah, so I'm super hyped about it. Right, I'm I'm so pumped. I can't wait to watch this happen. Tom runs down the field and does his classic fist pump Let's in the end zone. Go. You know everybody went crazy, and I, and I know all the fans out there probably feel the same. I'm gonna root for Tom when he comes out. Yeah, uh, one of their Schwartzy, I think, was one of their fans that said that. Yeah. But once the game starts, no way. But it leads exactly to that. The the broadcast guys. I thought Mac Jones played an amazing game. He did. But they were talking about him the entire time. You know what I mean? Like I I just it we would knew- be awesome to have. Peyton Eli talking about that game oh. and listening to Peyton talk about every single thing that Bill Belichick is doing against Tom Brady, what Tom Brady is doing against Bill, especially because he knows Tom so good. That would have been a and he knows hyped, and he knows Bill Belichick very. That well. would have been a hype game to have that um, because the storylines leading up, it was all about Tom, the emotions, Bill, the championship, their memories, all the stuff. Hey, we all know, we all knew that was coming. And it was real. I think uh, it looks. He looked a little bit like. Maybe old uh, Tommy Boy was a little bit nervous or a little bit extra hype. Couple overthrows. I, I, heard, I heard the announcer say that, like, but, oh, but maybe the emotion got the best of him in the beginning. It was, it was raining. It was pouring rain. Not easy to throw a you know super tight spirals no, I, all I, over I the can field. A, I can attest. I have small hands. I'm not six foot, you know, four or five like Tom is. I can attest. Like, wind, snow, anything, rain's the worst. Sure, because it, it the, the the grip of the ball changes every single throw. How wet is the ball? How dry is my hand? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's every single throw. Yeah, like and the big comparison, you know, can can Tom win without Bill, which obviously he can. Yep. Can Bill win without Tom? But you know, let's just let's just put it to bed and say, you know what, they're better together. You know, they were they were amazing. They're for, better together. We love them. We love them both separate too. Yeah. Though. Have yeah. you ever the feelings that Tom would have though? I, I mean, I I've experienced that in curling. You know, you where your your ex teammates leave and they're on another team, and it's certainly not any no hatred. There's there's no ex teammates that I hate that we've ended on bad blood, but it's certainly like I want to kick your ass. Oh yeah, you know I, I want to prove to them that either they left or we got rid of them for a certain reason because you know we still think we're better or dominant and we don't we don't want to give them that edge and so I've but I've had different feelings playing ex teammates than I would just another random team that we've played in the past. Have you ever had that with guys that are on I different have teams now? A lot, and I think this year would have been the first game of the year playing Toronto. You know, you've got Nick Arbuck, our quarterback from last year. You've got Ryan Dinwiddie, our coach, my quarterback coach, who's now the head coach there. You've got Eric Rodgers, you've got Tavares, you had a bunch of guys there. Charleston, you've a lot of guys there, right? Now Nick didn't get to play; he hurt himself before the game happened. So that was, you know, that was took away from the storyline a little bit. But yeah, you absolutely do. And, and the weird part is, the weirdest part is just it's seeing them in a different jersey in the, that stadium. And Eric goes up and catches a, a touchdown in the corner, and I'm like, I couldn't even be mad about it. Cause I'm like, man, he's done that so many times for me. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know how that feels. Like, I'm I'm pissed he's doing it for somebody else, but I know how that feels, and it, and it was amazing to watch. But you're right. It's um. Well, put yourself I'll, in we're his buddy, shoes. We're buddies before. Yeah. I mean, if I put my, myself in Tom's shoes, like if you ever um, came back here, let's say, yeah, like let's say I wasn't here next year and I come back into Calgary. I think the emotions would be high, probably more for like running out of the tunnel kind of thing, you know, sure. because because you get booed. You know what I mean? I, I, no, I'm saying when you're the away team, you sure. typically get booed, right? Yeah. So there's going to be fans that are glad to see you leave. Sure, of course. And then there's going to be fans, like, hey, they'll give you a hand clap or whatnot. Um, it would definitely be weird at first. I don't, I don't know that the emotions necessarily would carry on. I think I would play the best in a stadium I've played in a hundred times. Once you get in the game, all that stuff kind of goes away. Like when I talk about playing Max teammates, it's kind of before the game on the way to the rink, like you're in your head, you're thinking about like, God, I don't want to lose to this guy. God, you know, this. but then once you start playing, you're just kind of playing. You don't really think about it as much in the game, but no, exactly. Speaking of one of your ex teammates. Yeah. Well, we've got my, we've got my teammate. He is here. He is ready. Um, he played with me here in Calgary. He is an amazing guy, an amazing teammate. Uh, he is now a member of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Alex Singleton, man. Hey, Alex, welcome to the show, brother. Appreciate you guys having me. 
Alex, we knew we had to get you back on the real show. You pretty much got us this job when we ran you for the pilot, and uh, so we owe you one. Plus, we got now we got a new sponsor, Forty Creek. We got a bottle coming your way for helping us get the gig. Oh, I like that. Man. I, I appreciate that. So, you're like the all-time uh, definition of grinder, hard work uh, to make it to the top of the mountain. I was looking at your stuff. We went. We went to Montana State, through the NFL, back to the CFL. Back down to the NFL, special team wizard. Back on now, you're starting the linebacker again. You're top of the mountain. Talk to us a little bit now that you made it there about those uh, NFL luxuries that you've earned over a lot of hard work compared to maybe the CFL and the other places uh, that you've been. Yeah, you know, the NFL, just the opportunity that you get every day, just from facility wise and everything, you know, it is just that, you know, that notch up. Obviously, you know, Bo can attest to, you know, we got. We got hot food every once in a while in a CFL locker room. And, we got, <laughs> and it's usually we pizza got five, or chicken. We got five chefs that I get, you know, my breakfast when I walk in at, you know, 625 every morning is already made exactly for what I what I want and what, what the team thinks I need. So it's a, it's a little nicer. Man, I know uh, I had the, the workouts happen. I remember walking into Minnesota's uh, workout facility and a lady just goes, hey, would you like avocado toast? And it was just like a lady sitting there ready to make smoothies and avocado toast and i was just like uh yeah how much i wasn't that? hungry at all it's like i mean if you're gonna make it yeah i'll take it yeah that is nice <laughs> um hey so one one thing obviously um that I, I know of in the cfl we have six months off your training is kind of on you it's show up and make sure you're ready for when training camp happens um in the nfl uh, i know y'all have got some amazing facilities a lot of guys from different teams like to work, work out together so where do you work out and uh are there any other nfl players there that work out with you yeah i go home to Thousand Oaks, you know, California, even though most people think I'm Canadian in the U S everybody thinks I'm Canadian instead of in Canada where they think I'm a fake Canadian. <laughs> you uh, are. I trained in California at proactive, uh, sports performance. And actually, you know, that little pill, uh, Jersey behind you, Aaron Rodgers is there. Uh, Ooh. Dave, Bobby, you know, so it's a, it's a good group. They, a bunch of guys, uh, Jayon Brown linebacker, Kenny young with the Rams. So they're a good group of dudes. Okay, well, I would I would do ourselves a disservice if I didn't ask something about Aaron Rodgers, especially with the jersey behind us. But uh, being there in the offseason, were you around at all when the tensions were going on around Green Bay? Was the workout vibe a little bit different some days? Uh, like, how, how was that going down during the offseason? Yeah, he, I mean, I didn't think he was going to go. He was training every day like he was going to, you know, play football, but I don't think he thought he was going to be playing in Green Bay, so... It was kind of, you know, crazy to see it all kind of unfold. He is growing his hair out because he wants to look like me. So, but yeah, it was, it was a crazy time for sure. Yeah. I don't think anybody thought he was going back to Green Bay. We certainly didn't think he was going back to Green Bay. Did you see him yesterday? I saw a bunch of rumors uh, flying him when uh, Mike Tomlin giving each other a little bit of love on the sidelines and my Pittsburgh Steelers are there. They're looking for a QB. I'm thinking maybe he's traveling down to, to Pittsburgh next year. That's my guess. Man, that would be it, it would be interesting. You know, I some of those guys, I mean, but now people, you know, switch. Once once Brady left New England, I guess anyone can play anywhere. That's a good point. So I'm watching your game yesterday. I was super dialed in because I knew you were coming on the show today. You had a you had a big game. You're flying around out there, but uh you're up against the big dogs in KC. That offense is crazy, so many weapons. What's it like playing against Patrick Mahomes and that crazy offense? Yeah, uh, it's an offense that can do everything. You know, they can obviously, you know, attack you vertically, which they try to do most games. And 
but they're also really good with their short game and, you know, getting the ball out, spreading around the field, a lot of trickery. They, I almost compare them. They really run like a college style offense, you know, in the NFL with, with the type of guys they have. So it's, it's, it's definitely special. It's, it was really cool to play against, you know, I, I wouldn't mind playing them again. And, you know, actually I think playing better. Would have been nice. <laughs> winning. Winning is almost it's always more fun than losing. I just imagine, Alex, I imagine like just being in the room, you know, you show up day one, you know, getting the sleepies out of your eyes. The D coordinator walks in and you know, typically you get in, in football, right? You get a sheet. All right, here's their best players, here's their problem players, here's the guys we can attack, right? As offense, that's what we get on defense. I imagine when you play Kansas City, you walk up and it's like every single player can score. You know what I mean? Uh, Mahomes is going to throw no passes. He's going to get out of the pocket. He's going to try to run touchdowns. He's going to throw it 70 yards over the top. Like, I imagine like when you go to game plan for a, a, an offense like that, you're just kind of like, well, hope we just make some plays and don't mess this game up. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, like you said, you walked in and it was like, all right, you know, keys to victory, stop 15. Like, all right, good luck. No one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> run faster than 10. Not going to happen. And you just, yeah, like, and then even, you know, they got – other receivers, 17, 30, like guys that are, you know, just rotational receivers that run four twos. And it's just, you're just like, all right, well, you're kind of just always behind the eight ball the entire game. But to us, you know, I, we played, we played the game we wanted to, they just played, you know, kind of a perfect game on offense where you want a team, you want to give them the underneath stuff, take away their explosive plays. Like we did, you know, Tyreek had the last one at the end of the game, but to not give up explosive plays against that team is, you know, obviously a moral victory now to be able to say, but a lot of teams, you know, you, you've seen them early this season. They've had a lot of turnover. You know, we obviously weren't able to create those yesterday and that's kind of why it ended up the way it was. Yeah. I mean, I, one, one thing I saw is y'all made them drive the field, which uh, you typically don't see. They want to take those shots at the top. Y'all did it. Y'all did a hell of a job. I thought you had a hell of a game. One thing I do wonder the un, unsung heroes a lot, um, the O-line. Okay. The O-line, when I look around the league, we don't get a lot of information about them. You know what I mean? It's always that you, you get to hear about the Quentin Nelsons, maybe the Tyrone Smiths. Um, in your opinion, is there an O-lineman out there that's standing out or an entire group outside of Philadelphia uh, that is a standout O-lineman, run blocker, maybe the guy you don't want to have to go cut down? Man, I do, I do have to shout out our O-line because we started four guys yesterday who a week ago weren't starting. So we had four new guys and they didn't give up. I mean, our offense moved up and down the field against Kansas city yesterday. So, I mean, huge shout out to those guys. Uh, man, I give an O-lineman credit around the league. I don't know if I can do that. <laughs> hey, that's all right. You don't have to. Uh, that's that's not I like it. So Alex, I've been, uh, I've been hanging with Bo here over the last year, seeing kind of his daily routine, what he does for uh, CFL QB day in the life. What does a day look like? I know you say you got to the stadium at 625. That's when the breakfast is ready for you to roll. What's a standard day for the linebacker, the Philadelphia Eagles look like from uh, start to finish? I was going to say, is that why it looks like you haven't seen any weights in a year? (laughs) (laughs) No, but uh, yeah. So on a Wednesday, you know, you get in the building about 637 and then we have meetings from eight to nine. We lift from nine to ten thirty, and then meetings again from ten to twelve. Lunch from twelve to one. Walkthroughs from one to two, and then practice from about three to five, and then we watch film after that. It's a bit different I, than the CFL day. That oh, is yeah. that is a little different. That is a, a little, little different. A little longer. Uh, well, hey, one thing I did see, uh, and obviously I know Ashley. I've got to met. I had the pleasure of meeting her, your sister. Uh, I saw you drum up the workouts uh, on the IG live there with her, um, 
and I know you do a lot of amazing things with the community. I do, I do want to know what do you have going on uh, off the field that maybe you want to let the people know about? Yeah, actually right now, you know, I'm doing this uh, fundraiser on with pledgeit.org uh, and it's uh, tackling inclusion. So every tackle I make this year, you know, whatever dollar amount people, you know, sponsor or yeah. you know, donate goes to special Olympics, Pennsylvania or Philadelphia specifically. And so, yeah, the money just goes back to them. Last year, you know, the goal was to have 11 tackles with special teams. And then I ended up obviously having 120. So we raised $12,000 last year. And, you know, so hopefully this year, you know, obviously a lot more, you know, goals, obviously a lot higher than that. And uh, it's pledgeit.org slash Alex dash Singleton. So if you go there, you can hop on and, and ha- help me tackle inclusion in Philadelphia. Hey, well, I will definitely get on there and help out, man. That sounds awesome. I love it. Why don't we end it with a little rapid fire, Alex, before you go. We know you got a hot date tonight. You got to roll. So we're going to get you out of here quick. How about this? Toughest running back. You got to tackle. Alvin Kamara. Ooh. Ooh, We we were betting who it was going to be. That's a good one. I was wondering if it'd be the power of Derrick Henry or the shiftiness of CMC. We'll see this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. I might have been setting you up there. Um, All right. How about uh, not the home, but favorite road stadium that you've ever played in? Green Bay. Yep. Oh, Lambo. Yeah. That's awesome. Your first uh, major purchase with your NFL check. Man, my first. What? Uh, I don't know. You know, I, I bought a car last year, so I guess that would count. I got a car. Well, what so. kind of what kind of car? Just a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Nothing nothing too crazy. I don't Alex isn't too more, crazy with money, man. It's like, good. He's smart. I'm, I'm more of like, a, you know, go out with the guys and have too many tequila shots than you know, buy one thing, you know, that, I'm definitely, definitely more on that end. I like it. Yeah. He's, he's never been a crazy dude when it came to money. He's always wearing the same clothes, same car, everything. Same as you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, yeah something <laughs> like that. Um, what, if anything, do you miss about the CFL? Man, what is, what don't I miss? Uh, I would say definitely the guy, I mean, just the guys, you know, there's the biggest thing to me, you know, obviously, you know, how everybody was in Calgary, you know, yep. it's a, it, it was we're truly a brotherhood and, you know, uh, and especially because of COVID and everything, you know, obviously not being able to be back up there at all in the last year and a half. Uh, I would definitely say that. So anytime I run into anybody, it's, it's the best. Yeah. Well, no doubt. Well, you guys had a good culture here too, winning all the time. It's always fun when you're just drilling teams for five years. That's always a good sign. Uh, yeah, I know you, you can tell Bo's missing me lately. <laughs> Oh, I was going to completely avoid the comment. This is so good. This is the best. <laughs> That's getting edited, right? <laughs> so your your hair flowing out the back of your helmet's kind of a staple to the Alex Singleton brand. Is that ever going to be chopped off before you're done playing, or are you letting that baby grow until you're done? I think I'm letting it go. There's no reason to cut it off. You know, it, it flows. You know, I got a picture yesterday. It's all, like, wavy as I'm running. You can't, you can't get rid of it. It's too... Uh... <laughs> I don't know what I would do. I used to just buzz my head before this too, so I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Maybe, gotta, maybe keep I've seen your haircut. Uh, I, yeah, you should keep it on. Maybe we should just ask yeah. your girl in the background there. See, she'd probably leave you right away if you cut that thing. Um, I'm gonna give you one last one. Um, I'm a big Madden guy, you know that. Uh, and I, I, I love when you know the cameras go out there and ask people this. How do you feel about your likeness, like your the way you look on Madden and your rating? I actually, you know, so I don't play Madden, but we do have it at the facility. And I look, they do have my one arm sleeve and they got my Don Joy wrist braces on. So, and the flow. So overall appearance is like a 10. 
Uh, my rating though, a seventy-three. You know, I think it should be a little higher. Oh, definitely, that, that's on me. It's gonna get higher. I'll, you know, I'll probably finish. You know, hopefully, we're pushing eighties here by the end of the season. You know? uh, I definitely think so, man. I like it. Well, hey, Alex, I know you got a you got a big night. We appreciate you coming on. All the best in Carolina. I'm looking forward to see you taking out with CMC or uh, Chuba Hubbard, whoever it's going to be next week. Yep, appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man, appreciate you later, Alex. Alex Singleton, what a beauty. I can totally see why you're friends with that guy. I would like to sling a cocktail with him sometime. Let's get in right now to making a little cash with DraftKings. And let's do it, man. Week four of the NFL season is back. It's in the books. It's only going to get better at DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. DraftKings is putting all new customers in the middle of the action. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code Benny and Bo. So with your first deposit, a minimum of $5, you'll get a free shot at millions in prizes. Millions in prizes. Millions. It's easy to play. So you pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and compare and see how you stack up against the competition. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Deposit or withdraw your cash whenever you want. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the NFL. This week, giving all new customers a free shot again at $1 million. Millions. Millions in total prizes. Uh, get the app today and play with DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And with that being said, it is time to make some money. So, Donation Station, I would say uh, we've been actually hitting some decent ones. I, I, you we've know been what? losing I, a bit. Wait a highs and lows. I've been, it's been highs and lows. I haven't, I've, I've stayed green. I haven't like gone in, yeah. into the red at all. But uh, I did want to ask, like, how, how have you been stacking up with some of the bets? Because obviously we make bets here. Yeah. But we also make some separate bets uh, to ourselves. Uh, how have you been doing in the NFL season so far? Yeah, I would say I'm uh, I'm in the good side, barely, but I'm in the good side. I mean, yeah. if you can, uh, you know, make some bets all year round, you stay around uh, flush or the good side a little bit. I'm pretty <laughs> happy with that. You know, I'm not, I haven't I haven't been losing, which is good. But there's been some big upsets. There's been uh, some big money available to be made if you were making some of the crazy bets, like the Jets to beat the Titans. You know, there's been some uh, dodgy upsets. I did not have. Uh, the Arizona Cardinals beating the Rams yesterday, which hello Arizona Cardinals, they are looking Man. clean. Are they are, okay? You got are, are I have a question for you before you even start that. Then are they the Super Bowl favorites at this point? Because the Rams smacked the Bucks, and then the Cardinals smacked the Rams. And question two is: Is Kyler Murray the the MVP favorite? I got Kyler Murray and Josh Allen is probably your co MVPs right now. The Buffalo Bills look like a nasty, nasty football team now. They they they've pitched. Uh, Two shutouts the last three weeks. Yeah. Shutouts. My problem is who they played though. To yeah. me, the Cardinals are playing people. Well, we're gonna see uh we're gonna see this week, because I got here for one of my bets. I got Buffalo going into Kansas City. And that's a, a no joke team, as our boy Alex Singleton just told us. I mean, that offense is lethal. So we need to uh we're gonna see where what Buffalo's all about. And Buffalo did lose to my Pittsburgh Steelers, which they don't look now very that kind of looks baffling, right? See, that's and that's what I'm saying. I think it's all about matchups. I think some Absolutely. teams some Absolutely. teams match up better against other teams, and uh, yeah, it's been it's been a crazy first few weeks. So here's what we got this week: Donation Station. I'm going all NFL all the time because uh, that's where all the action is right now. And it's the only thing I can try to help you win. So I'm going to go lock of the week. You ready for my lock of the week? It's actually a good little pun. You ready for this? I, I am ready for your lock of the week. So this is weird. Bo always calls me a homer. I'm a bit of a homer, but I will not bet with these this team because they've been so brutal. But I am because the lock of the week I'm betting against Drew Lock, Teddy. <laughs> Teddy, okay. Teddy Bridge is hurt for the Denver Broncos, and my Pittsburgh Steelers are in desperate need of a win. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh is calling for, like, Ben Roethlisberger's head. Like, they want, 
They want they Haskins. They want Aaron Rodgers. They want hey, Deshaun see, Watson. They, they're was, trying to find somebody else. Was Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers flirting? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, please, God, give me and that. And then Aaron Rodgers <laughs> confirmed it post-game. with the Give uh, me Aaron Rodgers in Steel Town, and you will see a couple more Lombardis up on the shelf. Okay. I, I need it. I need it. But I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Denver Broncos because Drew Locke isn't, I don't think, up to snuff against that Pittsburgh D. So I'm taking Steelers. And hey, they pay even money because they've been so brutal. I uh, I don't love it if they were big favorites, but because they pay plus one hundred, I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers to beat the Denver Broncos this week. All right, so my, my lock of the week. Then I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on train with that. I'm gonna go against uh, my own heart here because I typically would never bet with this team, um, but I've watched the Giants in multiple games and it's so brutal. The Giants Cowboys is a game that I typically will never turn on TV to watch. Um, but I am going to go my lock of the week being the Cowboys. I think Dude, the offense is they just look good. Their offense is so lethal, man. Like Dak looks amazing. Dak Dak looks great. Zeke is looks like he's he's running well. They've got a, a one two punch there with Tony Pollard. Pollard. I mean, you just don't know where the ball is going to go. Um, you know, the defense I think has been suspect at times for sure. But you you made you know that they, they were right there in the game with the Bucks. So I mean, to me, the Giants uh, seven point favorite there. Uh, I'm going to go uh, with that as my lock of the week. I like it. Okay, I got an upset of the week for you. I got some good odds. See, so, hold on. So how is how is your upset of the week not the Steelers? Are they favored? Well, they're like even money. So okay. it's just kind of a one-point game. So okay. my, my upset of the week is we're going to go back to, and it's crazy they're an upset when I talk about Josh Allen being the MVP, but I was dialed into the Kansas City game this past weekend because I knew Alex was coming on the show, so I wanted to watch him. And I got Patty Mahomes on my fantasy team, so I was kind of watching him as well. Kansas City's defense, here's what they look like. They look like a team that spends a lot of money on their offense. <laughs> I like that. I don't, hey, I'm not going to chirp anybody individually. You're getting kind of good at this, man. I'm getting good at like right? it. So I think that they're, uh, you look at all their superstars and how, how unbelievably they are on offense. I'm taking Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills at plus 135 to beat Kansas City. Here's why. Their, their offense is very good. Uh, Casey's defense, I don't believe, is that great. And I, like you say, you need to see who Buffalo plays against a good offense. Buffalo's pitched two shutouts their last three games. Casey's offense is lethal, but I'm taking the Buffalo Bills uh, and an early MVP candidate, Josh Allen, to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. They pay plus 135, so 100 bucks pays you 235 big ones. All right, I'm not sure. We don't know the news yet here. Uh, I am going to go with my upset of the week. I'm going to go with my buddy that just came on, Alex Singleton, with the Philadelphia Eagles over the Carolina Panthers. Oh. And here's why. I don't think the Panthers looked great last week. The Eagles have been, and, and Alex just talked about it, the Eagles have been in every game they've yeah, played. Yeah, they have. Right? The score to the, the game was still 42-30. to 30. They're still putting up points. That game Jalen wasn't Hurts over. Is, no, Jalen Hurts is playing well. They've been in every game they've played against very good football teams. Um, Chuba looked good. He's not Christian McCaffrey right now. Not no, yet. Nobody is. You know, he, uh, he is improving. But I, what I would say is Alex Singleton is going to spy up uh, Sam Darnold over there a little bit. And Sam Darnold, though. He has he four think or he five he's, rushing touchdowns already. He thinks he's Mike Vick. I know, man. I he, he gets it. down to the green zone. He takes off. Um, this one is uh, plus 165 for the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm going to take them to get back on the winning train and take it over the Carolina Panthers. Okay. I like it. I like that you're betting with your heart. Finally, you're on my wagon. <laughs> okay, and I got a parlay here. NFL parlay of the week. I got this from my cousin Tay. He calls it Tay's Teasers, so we're rolling with it. He gave me this one. So I'm going with the Arizona Cardinals. We just talked about them being unbelievable possible uh, favorite. For, for the uh, Lombardi, I'm taking them over the San Francisco 49ers. They don't pay terrible, actually, because uh, I think maybe Jimmy G's coming back, but he's going to be banged up. And Trey Lance, as much as I love him, and I love the rookies, he looks like a rookie. 
and I got the Arizona Cardinals walking all over the uh, San Francisco 49ers next Sunday. Parlayed with the Green Bay Packers and the, uh, the connection that has come back to life between Randall Cobb and Aaron Rodgers. They looked, oh. they looked awesome last week. Aaron Jones was just kind of dabbling around doing his thing. Devontae Adams doing his thing. Big Bob Tunyon did nothing because I have him in fantasy, but he's going to crank it up next week, I hope. I just think Green Bay uh, is starting to click a little bit. Aaron's getting a little bit of that swagger. Cincinnati Bengals. Don't forget they're the Bengals. I'm all over the Packers. And the last game I'm going with, remember I told you I thought the Saints were pretenders? Yeah. They lost to the New York Giants at home. Yeah. Jameis, you can't lose to the Giants at home. Drew Brees can't might not have been Giants slinging. General. Maybe Drew Brees wasn't whipping at 55 yards down the field. You know what the Saints look like? They look like a team that needs uh, Michael Thomas back. You know, they don't, they don't look super dangerous out there. Besides Kamara, they got a whole bunch of dudes that are just kind of dudes. Jameis, I think, needs his main guy. So once Thomas comes back, but he ain't back for this game. And I'm taking the Washington football team and your boy, Taylor Heineke. Heine- Taylor Heineke, yeah. He's been playing good. I like his game. He had a big comeback win over Atlanta. Putting up, uh, he put up some good numbers. I think he had like almost 300 and three touchdowns. So that parlay there, the Cardinals, Arizona Cardinals, Green Bay Packers, Washington football team pays plus 410. Hit those three for a little bit of action. Okay. And that's what I'm running with. What do you got? I'm going to say your Green Bay Packers pick there uh, and just your comment there on Randall Cobb. Tom wants Antonio Brown. He wants Gronk. Look what happens. And Rodgers says, let me choose some things. Yes. He gets, he gets, so if your quarterback's been there for 20 years, start listening to the guy. And he said, I want Randall Cobb back. He was mad when they let Randall Cobb go. Oh, yeah. And that, I think that's been his thing is like they haven't listened to him when it comes to personnel decisions. And I think uh, you see it last week. Like it's for that exact situation is that he's scrambling out and Randall Cobb knows exactly what Aaron Rodgers wants him to do. And he yeah. Gets, he gets two touchdowns. They're boys. Yeah, I love it. Uh, lo- I actually love those picks. Uh, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go a three-way parlay here because my odds are jumping up a little bit here. So I actually took one of them off. <laughs> <laughs> Getting a little too high here. Um, Tennessee Titans, Jacksonville Jaguars. All right. Um, two of the more brutal football teams to be watching right now. Um, Tennessee is picking it up a little bit. I think Derrick Henry's They're hurt. Fine. Yep, they're hurt. They're, Derrick Henry's finally turned it on a little bit. Man, but it's, it's, it's does he have it this game or does he not? Um, when, I, when I watch them and the Jaguars, all I see is points aren't going to be scored very often. So uh, I'm going to go with the under there, 48 and a half points. The, uh, the under of the week for me is going to be the Patriots versus the Texans. It's at 40. I don't think the Patriots are going to beat them 40 to zero. Dude, that backup quarterback in Houston wasn't really feeling it the other day. The giraffe. The long his, neck. What's his name? David Mills. Davis Oof. Mills. Poor, um, poor fella. I mean, you know what? He's Dude, he didn't play a lot of games. I think he only played four or five games in college. His neck is interesting. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny you call him the draft. He's got an interesting yeah. neck. Um, and then, uh, so that under is at 40. And then I'm going to go with another one with the Jets and Falcons. So the, I, I think I'm going over here. And the reason is because I think the Jets finally started to turn on last week. Uh, the Falcons have actually been scoring a lot of points in mm-hmm. games, but not, not the first game of the week or the first game of the year. What is the number? Uh, 46. Okay. So makes sense. Oh yeah. yeah. 23, 23 points each. I think that's, uh, that's definitely doable. So, uh, those three games right there, the over, the under on the Patriots, Texans and the under there on the Titans and Jaguars is going to pay you at plus six Oh five. So, uh, go ahead and pump that one. If you want, what you can do is if you have a good bet that you like the MLB, the futures are out there. So, uh, 
I know I know your Blue Jays are out of it. I'm not betting the MLB. I'm sour still. I'm being a sour fan right now. Yeah? Oh, yeah, I'm angry. What a joke. What I would like to do is I, I, I'm going to throw the Astros on top. So I know the Dodgers are betting favorites. Um, if I were betting with my head and not my heart, I would probably actually take Tampa Bay, which is the fourth highest favorite right now at plus 650. Um, because their bullpen looks awesome. Their batting looks amazing. Their defense is on point. I think they're playing the hottest coming into the playoffs right now. And they're coming out of the, the best uh, division in baseball, too. Yes. So and I like uh, so I, I do I do like that. But uh, I am going to go with the Astros because I, I'm going to pull a Benny and take a homer, a homer <laughs> pick here. Sands, no garbage cans either. Just like straight up Astros. Get out of here, man. Don't do not do that to my guys. Come All on, right? dirty They've dogs. gotten past that, okay? The Patriots have gotten past the deflate gate, the sign stealing. All right, let's get let's get past the trash can banging. If, any, if anybody hits us up with these bets and they use our bets and they win, hit us up, please. We want to hear from you. A couple of shout outs. We hope everybody cashes in. This coming weekend with us in the NFL. That's right. If not, let's get up to our, over our, to our mailbag question tier. We got two mailbag questions. These are good, man. Um, the first one. I got one here. Okay. These are actually pretty funny. I don't even know what my answer is going to be to this. So Rebecca from Vernon, BC, in our, in our mailbag, sends us a question, says, what is something someone has said to you that sounds like a compliment, but it's actually an insult? Oh, um, honestly, I would say every time... Someone comes to me and they're like, hey, man, great win. Good thing defense played great. <laughs> I'm just like. <laughs> or, or when they say, whatever they say, uh, hey, yeah, they can't always win pretty. Just telling you you had an ugly win. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. They love it. And you know what? I find more often than not, people love dropping those comments. Sure. Oh, yeah. In golf. That little backhanded comment. Oh, you're about, the worst. You're the, always, you do it to me all the time. I give both a good. You can use it for me. I'll, I'll give it to you. You tell, tell the crew what I always give oh, you. Oh, man. Every time. You know, I get out there. Whatever. I'm not going to say I'm not going to say I'm 110 yards away using a seven iron like our uh, tech guy here, Aiden. Um, <laughs> shout out Aiden over there. But, uh, you know, it might be like, let's say, you know, 200 yards out. Pull out the five iron, you know. Are the chances high? I'm going to make that shot. Not not all the time. I'll get the distance, but accuracy-wise, probably not. No, a tough shot. Uh, you know, maybe land on the green, roll it up there, and uh, Benny just always says to me, hey, man, that's a nice shot, you know, for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. And he does it as he is pressing on the gas in his car to drive, to drive to his shot. Let you know that's a good shot for you. We got one more here, too. What that? What's your uh, mailbag say? Uh, so, actually, uh, he asked the question. Um, I, I don't even have it written down, but uh, the, the question was, uh, what is the worst purchase you've ever made? Oh, God. I don't know if I want to answer that. Well, here's the thing. We actually are doing a show, me and you. We're doing a show for Uninterrupted later this evening called Two Cents. So you want to wait and drop it there? We're going to wait and we'll let you, uh, we'll a little plug for Uninterrupted okay. show Two Cents. You can check it out on Uninterrupted Canada's Instagram, Instagram It is It is featured on Instagram there. For coming cents. after me and Bo for some uh, financial advice. It could yeah, be an interesting you, show. You see it on Donation Station. I'm not sure they're going to love the answers there. All right. But hey, it's been an amazing show. Uh, we do appreciate you guys. Hit us up, Benny and Bo at underrush.com. Uh, if you want to send us any questions for mailbag questions, at Benny Heath, I believe I'm Mitch on Instagram. Thank you very much, Alex Singleton, for coming on the show on Interrupted Canada, DraftKings 40 Creek. Check us out on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, anywhere you get your podcast. Episode 11. Peace. In the books. You've been listening to The Benny and Bo Show, a presentation of Uninterrupted Canada.